Hi guys, I'm Shioni and I'm joined by Markel today, also known as Mr. London TV. How are you doing, Markel? I'm good, I'm good. Excited to get this conversation started, to be honest. Me too, me too. So Markel, he is a fitness and life coach and he makes content which is I would say surrounding um, health, lifestyle, self-acceptance, um, mm. which is predominantly focused around helping women, yeah. which I absolutely love. Thank you, thank you. It's really, really cool. Um, I think it's very different. Well, it's a bit of a niche mm. that you have. Um, that's probably why you've garnered so much attention. Yeah, I would definitely say it's different. There's not a lot of young men out there that are kind of uplifting women yeah. um, and just make that their main focus, especially on social mm. media. So yeah, I'll say it's a bit different. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is what we're going to talk, be talking about today. Social media. I think Instagram has turned 10 years old this year. This year? Yeah. I believe so. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but I think that this is the 10 year mark now, but it's just so interesting to see how the culture has shifted mm. from what it used to be to what it is now. Mm. People are kind of doing the most to try and get the eyeballs on their account. Mm-hmm. Where me personally, I just feel like if you're not bringing any form of value to your profile and it's just look at, you know, my abs or look at my my glutes, then it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could it could bring some motivation to women like, oh, I want to look like her. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's, Do you think know. that's healthy, though? Just um, going on social media and wanting to be or look like other people even though I mean it can be a healthy motivation do you think that that's a right way to be using I say depending on who you're looking at knowing to yourself if it's like realistic or not Mm -hmm. um it can be a motivation but a lot of people nowadays really compare themselves to others not in a good way Mm -hmm. like I should be doing this or I should look like this or I've been working hard in the gym, but I still don't look like this. And they're still comparing themselves to someone that's maybe they had surgery Mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, they have a personal trainer. They've been doing it for years, you know, so. One thing that you do speak about a lot on your channel is um, like, for instance, you made a video quite recently and it was about um, why women, you think that women shouldn't get bbls which Mm. is a brazilian butt lift Mm -hmm. and which is a surgical enhancement where you basically do a fat graft and you move fat from one area of your body to another usually making your lower half more voluptuous um and yeah you in your video you shared your opinion as to why you personally think that women shouldn't do it because of the risks and complications and stuff but Mm. um why do you think women get to that point of wanting and I know that this is your man, mm. so you can only share your opinion as a man. And maybe even I'm more fitted to answer that question. But from a male's perspective, why, like, how do you see this? Definitely be social media, like 120%. I think everybody's kind of just normalizing you going through surgery, BBL, to get the body mm-hmm. of your dreams, even though it doesn't really look... I don't know. Like, do you do you think BBLs look good? <laughs> I mean, there's there's good doctors, there's bad doctors, there's in between. It it depends. I'm mean, some surgery does look good, but for me, um, because I have always had an interest in mm. surgery. I don't know why, but from a very young age, I used to watch like those reality TV programs about surgery. Mm. Being really young, which is so bizarre, and probably that added to me having like a warped sense of reality, um, which I have gladly changed now. Mm-hmm, good, good. Um, no, seriously. Um, but I feel like I can kind of tell when someone's had surgery. 
mm. like so, so easily. Um, whether it is like your boobs, your face or your butt, like I know what looks real and I know what doesn't. So I don't know though, because I could tell, but nowadays it's getting a lot, it's getting a lot more. It depends on who exactly you go to. And mm. for me, like, I feel like I can kind of tell when something is real or not. Personally, what I always say with BBLs when this conversation pops up, I will say don't do it. Um, literally try working out first. Try six, like dedicating six months of just going to the gym consistently, mm-hmm. sticking to a good meal plan and just being consistent with everything mm-hmm. and then see what happens. But the thing is, okay, we're talking about like, we're just saying don't do it, don't do it, accept yourself, this is this. But like both of us, we're talking from a place um of privilege essentially you know i would say that i have a body type at the moment which is kind of like more mainstream accepted mm. um and, <laughs> and like you're a tall guy you know i can i, I can talk on that though so I, I know what you mean by like privilege you know like mm-hmm. you have naturally you have curves um i have good genetics but <laughs> growing up when I was like maybe 18, 17, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't have the muscle, do you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. was slim and tall and I used to think to myself, damn, I want to look like this person or mm-hmm. that person in the gym. Um, and I, I'll be completely honest. When I was young, it did kind of cross my mind. Like, should I, should I try? The, the, try what? Yeah. You know what? Like, no, I'm asking. Oh, what? <laughs> should I try the, what, the enhance- yeah. And all of oh, that okay. stuff. Cause I was training with guys that were doing it. Um, but like I said, I was slim. I couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, this was before I became a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Then I said to myself, why don't I just figure out exactly what I need to do? Mm. That's when I got into personal training. I started to learn what to eat, how to train. And then, you know, six, eight years later, mm-hmm. I'm in this position now. So I get what you mean by privilege, but at the beginning, man, I was, I was like, yeah, I didn't have it. I'm playing devil's yes. advocate now, you know, yes. um, that was technically kind of before social media really indoctrinated a lot of people. Yeah, I feel like I that was so. kind of the shift around that time. If you'd mm. grown up, if you'd, when we're younger, our minds are a lot more malleable to what mm. we take in. If we're constantly um, scrolling on our feed and we see all of these people who are like looking a specific way and they're getting the most attention, then surely that's going to make you feel insecure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you. Um, right now it should be a lot more harder for men and women while well, talking about women with BBLs it should be a lot more harder because mentally they're probably feeling like you know I, I, I'm not where I want to be mm-hmm. and then when they go on social media and they're seeing other women look how they want to look it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. a slap in the face for me anyway um, I went through a period where I kind of realised that I was a confident person, mm. but I didn't feel secure within myself because I still wanted to change myself. So I decided to just come off of social media um, just for like a, a few months and just kind of recalibrate my life and understand who I was with a bit more depth mm. rather than just on the superficial level. Cause I just had these thoughts going around my mind. Like, how is this person, like this person is doing this, this surely is the formula to s- success. Just posting mm. pretty pictures. If I do that, then, hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? One, yeah. But then I realized that if I, obviously it's common mm. sense, whatever you put focus to, then that's what is going to be more important in your life. I'm constantly yeah. glued to my phone, looking at pictures of women who are pretty and me sitting there feeling inadequate, then that's just going to perpetuate that feeling. Mm. Um, so 
you say social media, but I, I kind of think that it's like the, your direction of focus on social media. But I feel like that, that takes time with your direction of focus. Mm -hmm. Like even for yourself, uh, you was kind of looking at other people and scrolling. I feel like for myself and you using your platform, this is what we need to be pushing out. So I'm mm. happy we're doing this podcast yeah. so people can really understand. It is. It does come down to the direction because mm. I've done the same thing. In terms of YouTube, I came off YouTube um, for two months because yeah, I had, I yeah, I had the about. same sort of mindset that you had before mm -hmm. um, in terms of like, why am I, fair enough, I have all of these subscribers, but I still felt like I wasn't doing enough. Mm. I felt like a lot of people didn't really know about my content. What am I doing wrong? Um Jumped off for two months and mm -hmm. yeah, man, it cleared my head. Um, what do you mean a lot of people didn't know about your content? So in the UK, I'm from London, but yeah. I feel like no one from London really supports what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, yeah, because the majority of your following is from America, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm so I'm so grateful, 100 percent grateful. Absolutely, yeah. If your name is Mr. London <laughs> and you're from the UK, you would think people from London would support what you do. Yeah. But I feel like today is just all about more entertainment and it's just, I don't know, man. It's a bit crazy with social media at the moment. This might sound like a deep question, mm. but do you feel like we're in a period of human progression and evolution or regression right now with everything that's going on? Even that That is a really hard question because, <laughs> let me tell you why, because... In this day and age, there's a lot of new things that's happening in terms of like different equipment that you can use to do new things. There's apps that basically do everything. If you want someone to come and clean your whole house, there's mm. an app that you can, you know, so there is progression. But ah, man, like I said, certain people use social media and just the Internet, just not in the right way, um, which will just make us move back. So it's a, it's a hard question. Like, what do you what do you think on that? I don't know. Like, I'm not even trying to be negative, yeah. but it's just the truth. Like, Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's difficult. Know, it's difficult. Um, hmm. Good question, though. Um, because it's a mixed bag. Mm. There's pros and cons with everything. You can't, Nothing is just like, that. it's great. It's a great area. It's not black and white, so mm. to speak, because we can say, okay, social, we're talking about social media right now. So social media has really connected people. Um, it has led to an increase in globalization and that brings the power back to the individual because that means that they can be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and sell things. But mm -hmm. then at the same time, like Uber and all of these massive companies have been created, which kind of overridden a lot of mm. the smaller companies yeah. so it's kind of like um this constant cycle of division and unity mm. which we're going through do you know what i mean like oh, yeah. everything like something big is made and then it gets um broken down and then it goes mm. it's just like that's like the natural that's cycle goes, of like yeah. humanity yeah. i agree i agree this man named graham hancock he talked about thoth's prophecy yeah and basically um it's something to do with like the ancient egyptians and how they hypothesized um about the direction of humanity mm. and they talk about how almost like a rapture you're religious I, right I, you know what yeah, a rapture yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so like they talk about how um, everything is going to turn upside down and um, the the bad people are going to be worshipped and then the wise people are going to be called crazy. Um. And basically <laughs> they paint a picture 
of what the world is eventually going to be. And then apparently God saves everything by turning, by cleansing mm. the world. Mm. <laughs> when I watched the video, I was kind of like, hmm, maybe that's climate change. Listen, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't even be surprised if something like that happened because right now I feel like everyone is just praising I wouldn't say they're bad people, but they just they just praise negativity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'll give you an example. You might be on Twitter or Instagram. Mm-hmm. There'll be a video of someone having a fight or something like that. Fair enough, it may be entertaining to certain people, but at the end of the day, it's it's negative. It's a negative con- it's negative content. Like mm-hmm. you're seeing someone get knocked out, or do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you might see something like this, where it's a thirty second clip of me and you talking about something positive but yet it won't get the same amount of, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and then they might call us crazy because we might have an opinion or something or, (laughs) but yet they won't watch a video, see someone have a fight and call that crazy. So Mm. people always talk about how we're living in the matrix. Yeah. But don't they see that our smartphones are literally in the matrix? Yeah. It's literally an augmented reality. Mm. Like we'll go onto our phones and then- Completely different person. It's like a digital rendering. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> of someone's life mm. which people are constantly glued to and they're experiencing life through social media like mm-hmm. they're seeing different parts of the world through youtube mm. vlogs mm-hmm. all of that stuff it's scary to think about the direct i don't know like do you have any um how deeply do you think into this and because you're a father yourself mm. as well do you monitor your son 100 percent. like at the at the moment he's only four mm-hmm. but he has his own tablet so He's only now just starting to learn how to use YouTube and find what he needs to find on there. So I definitely monitor what he's watching because even in these cartoons and stuff, you'd be very surprised with like the hidden messages and just little Mm -hmm. things in there. Mm -hmm. So I definitely monitor Mm -hmm. what he's watching. And even for myself recently, I've kind of, I've just kind of taken a step back. Social media is my job. Like if I'm not on social media, I still make money, but social media definitely has a big impact on what I do. But I'm still taking a step back. Mm. Like I've tried my best to take a few hours away. You know, on your phone, you can see how, what's it called? Like, screen time. Screen time. Mm. Yeah. At one point, one point it was, I think 12, 15 hours. A day. Mm. That's half a day. Yeah. That's, half a day. Wow. Sorry. I think, <laughs> no, I think it was even more than that. Like, let me not even lie yeah. to you. But I'm just on it constantly. Mm-hmm. Constant emails, Instagram, DMs, YouTube, you know. Where now I'm trying to get that down to at least eight and mm. then maybe even get that down to at least five mm. and see what happens from there. Cause mm-hmm. man, yeah, this Instagram social media business is getting to me. So mm. can mm. you talk about that exactly? Cause like you said earlier, um, you did come off social media for a while mm-hmm. and YouTube. What exactly propelled that? Like you, you briefly kind of summed it up, but can you talk us through what the exact motivation was behind it one of the main things was just comparing myself to other people Mm -hmm. um comparing myself to other youtubers and influencers thinking to myself i must like the strategy that i have going on right now is probably not right like again fair enough i might have more subscribers than them but i just felt like what i was doing it wasn't enough in terms of the eyeballs i wanted to reach Mm -hmm. with the value that i had to give um so that kind of just left me discouraged like should i should i stop youtube for a bit should i just come off social media altogether should i get my head together um 
I started to put myself down mm. because I was like, my video content, maybe it's not that good. Maybe I'm not helping as many people as I thought. Mm. Uh, so when I had these thoughts, I just, I just thought to myself, this is not good. Mm. I need to take a step back. And I did two months off YouTube. It helped me so much because within two months, I've done so much, spent more time with my family, worked on my business, um, doubled how much I make a month. And just mentally as well, I'm on a different level. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like a lot of people go through that. Mm. They, um, we talk about it all the time. Like mm. social, cause I mean, technically it's kind of a form of addiction, isn't it? 100%. <laughs> people are addicted. Like I was, I was addicted. Mm -hmm. I was definitely addicted to my phone nonstop. Like even not today, was it? I think it was yesterday. I was on the train and I said, instead of going on my phone, let me just put my phone in my pocket and just look around this train. Mm -hmm. When I say at least 95% of the people were on their phones, mm -hmm. it's just, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not like it's a crazy bad thing, the fact that they're on their phones, because they might be reading a book from their phone or, mm -hmm. but majority of them are probably scrolling through something, mm -hmm. using the Wi-Fi or underground or, yeah. you know, so. That is a man, um, I can't remember his first name, but his surname is Gold Harbor. And he basically um, came up with the concept of attention economy. Mm. And um, basically what it is, is that when information becomes abundant, then attention becomes scarce. So it's like on the internet, when there's so much information everywhere, then, I mean, we have a limited amount of time in our day and a limited amount of attention. Mm. So where does that go? Attention becomes scarce and that's why, you know, mm. it becomes so much more profitable mm. because that's exactly what this is how like the algorithm on our smartphones and all of these apps are made infinite scroll for instance the longer you stay on it then the more data is collected mm. the more data collected is the more money mm. for the I business see. this is why it's so worrying because um like with the infinite scroll and everything it's really conditioning our behavior to always want the next best thing and it mm. encourages it literally conditions us towards instant gratification and all of that because mm. like Amazon, you can click um, just like a couple of clicks on the website and then yeah. your package will be there the next day. Yeah. Even with like online dating and Tinder, it's like you forget that they're actual human beings. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that is such a big thing with what you just said, forgetting that they're actually human beings because mm -hmm. I know everything is done on the internet nowadays. And I feel like even for myself being an influencer or YouTuber, I feel like certain people forget that I'm actually just a human being. Mm -hmm. Certain people, yeah. they interpret Instagram as it, like the social construct of it is like, it's a caste system. It's like the more followers you have, then the more the more superior you are. And literally. if you don't have followers, but the difference with a caste system is that you're literally born into it and you can't change it. Whereas with social media and you're following, like you can just get a viral video and it can mm -hmm. completely change your, your mm -hmm. destiny, mm -hmm. so to speak. I agree, I agree. I mean, we spoke about BBLs. Let's talk about the Instagram face and like fillers and this okay. kind of like um, ethnically ambiguous look that I feel like a lot of women yeah. are kind of taking on. I haven't really looked too deep into it, but I've seen a few pictures and a few videos of, uh, it could be, let's say a white woman and she's wearing a lot of tan. Majority of them are white yeah, women. Like yeah, like a lot of tan and lip fillers and... <clears throat> I, it is kind of weird to me just a little bit in terms of how much tan that they would wear where they are literally 
a different skin tone like they are brown mm -hmm. and they get the curly hair yeah it's, it is a little bit weird to me mm -hmm. um if you're gonna get a bit of tan then that's fine but not when you're completely you look completely different mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's something a lot deeper going on there so what do you think it is <laughs> what do i think it is uh i don't know they might have a lot of black friends and they might look at them and be like okay you look nice i'm trying to mm -hmm. could be that yeah it's a few things what else uh maybe they just want a lot more bronze i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know mm -hmm. what do you think um culture shift I think um, there was there are more mainstream artists, <clears throat> which are from minority groups now. It's mm. becoming more mainstream. It's becoming more socially. I think black people are um, seen as cool now. Mm. You know, which isn't necessarily. It's a good thing, but mm. it's not necessarily a good thing. Mm. You know, because then it's just like okay, you're just objectifying black people and it's allowing. Um, a lot of people to just appropriate culture so freely because it is mainstream. It's just like, well, well, this is normalized. Like I'm used to this. So let me just like, it's okay for me to wear my hair in braids because mm. I see other people doing it. So why can't I? Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> I think I've seen a video of someone like I did, yeah, on Twitter and she had the braids, she had the tan, the lips, everything. Um, and what she was basically saying is she has black friends and, you know, uh, her black friends try to look like her basically so in the terms of her black friends will straighten their hair and they might bleach their skin and um all of these things and i'm just like wait what's going on there like are we trying to do a culture switch like what i don't it's baffling yeah but yeah it is you know what? um i'm gonna throw myself under the bus right now it. well it might be it might not be but um i actually have got braids before <laughs> your face no Let but for a reason for a reason do it oh pop it up no um i'll get a picture afterwards but no it was because i actually went to kenya mm -hmm. and then i stayed with the maasai tribe and i was filming a short documentary about um the community well, then again, that's a sick, come on now i know <laughs> i know but i'm still like no, i'm still just saying i think right. i think that's kind of like the only way if i'm even allowed to make a judgment on this mm. i felt uncomfortable getting it done the woman who i stayed with she was so lovely um she literally forced me to get my hair done and because mm. my hair's quite thin anyway so i was just like i don't think that braids are really going to work on my hair but she was like no please mm -mm. she was like come on um and she kind of forced me to get it done and it was nice and like my black friends at that point they didn't care as well they were just like oh it looks really good blah blah, blah. Mm. um but then that was a different time as well it was like five years ago where i feel like it's not really yeah, that much of a big now, deal yeah. i know but probably go viral or something. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, I think people do need to be sensitive about cultures, especially when you're um, from a, from a, if you're white. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just because of the history of everything. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, at the same time, do you feel like you can actually appropriate culture? No, you can't. You shouldn't even try. Do you know what I mean? Like person, you shouldn't even try. Um especially in this day and age as well, where everything is just, if you do, I wouldn't say people are, sen people are sensitive, I would say in every aspect that you can think of, especially with social media and you can't see someone else's face. So if you try to do something like that, 
for example, taking a picture and you have, you know, your lip fillers, tan and braids mm. and you post it and you keep on posting it, but yet your skin tone is completely pale. You don't, then yeah, you, you can't be doing that. You can't be trying to steal the, it don't work. I think it's called blackfishing. Blackfish. That is the term that has been coined. <laughs> Blackfishing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to search that. Why do you think women, well, white women, mm-hmm. not all of them, but do that? This is just how I, and I don't mm. know if this is right or wrong, mm. but this is just like how I've come to see it thus far. If anyone puts anything on the internet, you do it for attention. 100%. Even if you put up a news article, you want that to get engagement. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's, it's just general you attention. You want attention, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have insecurities. Everyone does. It's just yeah. a natural human default of, it's a human condition that mm. we have. And um, I think people, they search for, unconsciously probably, they search for that community aspect through mm. social media. They want to find a tribe or they want to, they use it as a coping mechanism Mm. you know you're like constantly dipping into this pool of gratification and validation every time you go on your phone you know you get like dopamine released in your mind when you when you get a notification or something it makes you feel better i think that a lot of western culture is rooted in insecurity and capitalism and consumerism Mm. and materialism and the epicenter of that is hollywood Mm. and show business like celebrities, they've been getting stuff done. Mm. Um, but then now it's just made it more normalized because we'll go on their page and then they'll tag their plastic surgeon and then we can just automatically go on there and then see yeah. it all. Whereas before we'd have to do the research ourselves and like maybe look in the yellow pages mm. and everything becomes a lot more difficult. But when everything has just becomes so much more normalized and that culture has become the, the dominant culture has become the majority I, I, I see where you're coming from. I agree with you. I say to to cut it down short. That was quite long-winded. <laughs> no, no, no. It was needed though. But I would say, or would you say it's more for, it, more for attention? I would say so. Because if you know, like you said, this like black people, nowadays anyway it's kind of right in your face even with social media instagram um celebrities and stuff of how they look in terms of their lips their physique and Mm -hmm. their skin tone would you say a a white woman might see it and say okay yeah they see people like the kardashians and kylie jenner doing it and then they just think okay this is definitely an avenue that i could exploit but they don't see it that way Mm. they see it as they're doing it. Why can't I? Mm. Mm. But obviously not every person who builds a brand builds it like this, yeah. you know, builds it off of their face or their body or those things. But there is definitely um, a lot of people who are going down that route. It's culture jacking. Nah, culture hey. jacking. Yeah. 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 Kardashians would definitely be the, like right at the top of the pyramid from where it kind of started mm-hmm. compared to where all these influences and everyone else is kind of following there. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was speaking to someone about this the other day and they said that they think that Kylie Jenner is actually very brave because she came out and she, <laughs> because, she because she came out and she was insecure about her lips and then she had them done and then she was like owned it and she said that she had them. Mm. And um, when the person who said that to me 
initially said that, I was like, you know what? You're actually quite right because she was getting bullied loads and then she came out and she was really proud of it and stuff. And I don't think it's necessarily, it's not necessarily Kylie Jenner's fault because she is just an individual, but she does, with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, she probably didn't foresee exactly how this was going to define a young generation. But mm. at the same time, just before she did release her lip kit, then you do you remember that Kylie Jenner challenge when everyone was like yeah, sucking those I things remember. and blowing up their lips that yeah. came out like a week or so before she released her lip kits. So I don't know if that was a marketing ploy. Yeah. Sounds like it could be. 100%. People say that it doesn't matter if you get negative or, or good attention. It's the same that, thing. Yeah. It's just attention, you yeah. know? Yeah which I don't know. I don't know about that. Like me personally, I, I think of legacy and I just think long-term mm -hmm. and I don't really want something like that to be, Oh, do you remember when he done that? And you know what I mean? Regardless if I'm going to be making more money from that, you know? Do you think that celebrities should have social responsibility? Yes. <laughs> 110%. And influences as well then. And influences. That's difficult to regulate though. It is, but I, I feel like they, they should. If they have millions and thousands of people following you and listening to every single word that you have to say, you have to kind of take in consideration that you could say one thing and it could change that person's whole mindset and go and do something that they shouldn't have even, you know, had a had an idea of doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I do. I do. Mm -hmm. Even for myself, I feel like I've got a responsibility mm -hmm. um, with the women that follow me. I'm not going to go and tell them, ah, you know what, there's a deal, go and get a BBL, you can get two for one or something like that. <laughs> I'm going to tell them like, nah, before you even think about that, try going to the gym. Because mm -hmm. how I see BBLs, sorry, we have to go back to this, I forgot to say this. Mm -hmm. How I see BBLs is, it's going to affect you in your life as well. Because BBL for me is just a shortcut. It's a shortcut. If you're willing to go through the shortcut and pay how much grand for a BBL, what else would you do when it comes into just normal day life? Mm -hmm. You're going to probably go around a, a shortcut to, you know, mm -hmm. but if you say I'm going to be dedicated, work for six months, it's not just going to change you physically. It's going to mm -hmm. change you mentally as well. So, and I've seen it, I've seen it firsthand with my clients. So, um, that's yeah. definitely true, but there are some women whose bodies will literally not change. Um, and they won't get the de their desired body shape through um, rigorous exercise. That is very true. Because of, just of their just bone genetic structure disposition. And, yeah, 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 definitely. Mm -hmm. But that's when it comes down to how you feel as a person. Knowing to yourself, you won't look like, you know, your goals, your celebrity, but at least you can get to the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. I always promote that. Fair enough, you might not have the biggest ass or the biggest breasts. But if you can look into the mirror and know to yourself, like, yeah, like I'm working towards being the best version of myself, then, then that's all good. Okay, there's a woman who's looking at other people, other women mm. who are similar to them or different to them. Mm. And they've had surgery and they seem fairly happy, regardless if they're happy or not. We don't know. Exactly. People yeah. create brands and whatever online, mm -hmm. um, but at least they're making money. At least, yeah, I guess. At least they're making money. Yeah. Like, why would you not just take that route? Try dedicating six months first. I know it seems long, but once you get into the groove of things, it becomes a lot more easier. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. One thing that really helps me anyway is 
like you said yeah. before, just thinking about legacy. Because mm. I went onto one girl's profile and um, I used to follow her, but I hadn't followed her for like maybe two, three years. But I went back onto her profile and I saw that she had had a boob job and before she was quite flat chested. Mm. And um, I liked watching, I like looking at her pictures and stuff because I thought, oh my God, she's really confident and we kind of have a similar body shape. So it made me feel good seeing that representation. And um, then when I had gone back onto her profile, I saw that she'd had a breast augmentation and I thought, that's such a shame. Like that is such a shame. Was that a breast reduction? Sorry, oh, know. she had a boob job. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, that's such a shame because I was like, they got you. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I was just thinking, I don't want my daughter growing up thinking you that. You have to go through that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do you think she went through that? Do you think because I of social know. media? I don't know her. I don't know anything about any, like I don't pay attention to her enough to understand the inner workings of her mind. So do you say you were following her because it was nice to see someone like that? Mm -hmm. you stopped I just viewing. I unfollowed loads of people just because I was just like you're not actually just because you're pretty doesn't mm -hmm. mean I have to follow you and mm -hmm. just because I like looking at your pictures like now I only follow people who add substance to my life that in, yeah, that I can learn from same. and um if they post pretty pictures as well mm -hmm. then that's great but you have to have substance mm -hmm. for my personal opinion like and for me substance means um something to do with spiritual growth Mm -hmm. I don't really follow, I, I follow a couple financial pages, but I don't really follow just pages which are just focused on fashion because yeah. I'm just kind of like, I want to think for myself and I want to piece my outfits together for myself anyway. I don't want to just be, mm -hmm. I want to be as much of an individual as I can be. And I know that some people are going to laugh at me for saying that and be like, haha, Shoni. Like you really think that you're an individual. I know that obviously I'm not that much of an individual because that's just socialization. Um, but I come trying mm. and I'm just slowly unlearning things. Yeah. I feel like that's like one of the, it shouldn't even be that, but that's something everybody should kind of do. Just trying to be like an individual. Stop trying to be just a sheep and just following everyone, man. Mm -hmm. I feel like if one person says, yeah, this is funny. And the person has a following, everyone agrees with that person. Mm -hmm. And I just find that so scary, man. It's just, no one has like, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's why I'm just trying to be an individual myself. Mm -hmm. In terms of when you look at me and I and I tell people what I do on YouTube, they're like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. I thought you'd have been doing body bodybuilding and yeah. showing people how to get a big chest or big arms. And I'm like, no, nah, for me, there's not really that much substance in it. Like I'm not giving that much value just to show someone how to do a good arm exercise, like, mm -hmm. you know? So mm. definitely being an individual. Mm. So moving forward, one of the first questions that I ask you, asked you was, do you think that we're in a phase of evolution or regression? Or hopefully we're hopefully. in a stage of evolution. Hopefully. How can we encourage the evolution, do you think? You said that we can be um, more individual. Mm-hmm. What else do you think we can do? Everyone wants to be an influencer. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be somebody. And I feel like if you want to be somebody, just make sure you are doing something that is actually impacting others. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing that I would definitely say. Um, because, yeah, it's nice to get views, likes, comments, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you are bringing some form of value to people around the world, mm -hmm. then that would definitely just, yeah, that's that's what we need to be doing. Mm. Yeah. 
like I said, and like we said before, people are addicted to their phones. Mm-hmm. They're addicted to social media. So that is what we should be doing, putting our phones down, building a community and just working on our communication skills and not through the phone. We say this, like we don't have autonomy over ourselves. Like we can actually put our phones down. We can. But it's just whether we want to. Yeah. Like it's our fault. Like you said, it's what come up to 10 years on Instagram, which mm-hmm. means it's been 10 years of people doing the same thing same thing it only takes what three months to kind of make a habit something that you constantly do and it's mm. been 10 oh my years God, that's, yeah that's true so it's like 10 years of doing the same thing yeah yeah you're addicted mate <laughs> we're yeah. all addicted it's been so interesting speaking to you today marco i just want to say you, thank you, you for coming on the podcast thank you for having me it's mm. been very interesting i think it was needed this mm-hmm. conversation is needed yeah a lot yeah. of people are struggling with what we were talking about so hopefully it will bring some form of light mm-hmm. into what they're trying to search for what they should do moving definitely. forward so definitely definitely thank you so much for sharing your story and ah, sharing your opinions as well where can the people find you um they can find me on instagram snapchat youtube all that good stuff at mr london tv so yeah you can find me there make sure that you go follow Markel, subscribe to him, show him all the support that he deserves. Oh, yes, he does. And also, if you could, please head over to the Pretty Smart Podcast Instagram and just show some love and also the YouTube channel, subscribe to it. But anyway, guys, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. It's been so great um, speaking with Markel and thank you for giving us your time and attention because you're never going to get it back. (laughs) 